Hello and welcome to the Expansive Evolution Podcast. My name is Emmy and I'm glad you're joining in today. Today's episode really is about my experience with my motorized throat as a manifester and how troubling it has been lately because I've actually had some challenges in another motor area, like physically with my body, that has impacted how I communicate with people. So as of the last four-ish years, I've slowly and steadily had some challenges with my right hand and my right shoulder. And I think it really started off with really overworking at a computer, actually, just spending far too many hours a day working at my computer. I was a very, very fast typer. I think I was over 100 uh, words per minute, and I would work without taking many breaks, and I would just work, 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 work. The only breaks I took were maybe once a day to eat and use the bathroom. And, you know, that lifestyle coupled with not working out, not stretching, not taking care of my body very much, which, side note, many splenic authorities tend to abuse their bodies and their bodily health. Um, There is a trend there because I think we naturally have a stronger immune system and tend to heal in certain ways easier than folks who have an open spleen. And so we tend to abuse it sometimes. So I'm okay to admit that. Um, But in this instance, yeah, I was not taking care of my body. And then on top of that, I had decided to get back into tennis. And for those of you who don't know, I've played tennis competitively for most of my life. And I've played tennis overall for over 20, 25 years or so. So since I was six years old, I've been playing tennis, got a tennis scholarship and everything. And I took eight years off. And then I decided to get back into it about four or five years ago. And in reaction to that, I think my body was nowhere near as fit as it used to be. Um, probably lingering injuries that had not fully healed were still there. And so the chances of me overcompensating with certain muscles and certain movements was, I mean, it was bound to happen, right? So coupling, I think, the overworking at a computer, generally in a very sedentary lifestyle for most of that eight years, coupling it with like going all in with tennis all of a sudden was not a good combo, So eventually, I started developing some challenges when it came to my handwriting and my typing and a use of a computer mouse. And how this ties in with being a manifester and using a motorized throat is that I have resorted or I've had to resort to using speech-to-text software and apps on my computer in order to be able to communicate with people and network with people, whether they are new people that I'm making partnerships with or with friends that I'm just chatting with on Instagram or Facebook or WhatsApp, what have you. And in a way, I feel like it's a bit of a secret blessing because it's forced me to really tune into using my voice more, including starting this podcast. You know, in a way, I had wanted to do a podcast for a couple of months. And then as my right hand started degrading in terms of its fine motor skills, um, I almost was a way of still being able to express myself because I had the urges to express myself. But, um, you know, having a different channel or a different medium that 
kind of felt vulnerable, right? I think for me, speaking into a microphone feels far more vulnerable than writing because in writing, I get to create my own drafts. I can edit it in an instant, you know, within seconds I can re-edit it. And with speaking, I kind of have to get into a flow and I'm sure that's probably most people, but it's a lot harder and more challenging to edit audio. And plus, even editing audio requires me to use a mouse heavily. So I'm challenged to really speak freely and to speak authentically so that it does resonate with myself and resonate with my listeners and try to reduce as much editing as possible. But what I've really noticed that I wanted to share in this podcast today was that by almost forcing me or putting me in a position where in order to respond and communicate with people in my life, using speech to text forces me to use my energy and my body in a different way. And it's allowed me to learn that there's some things and some topics and certain messages that I get really, really, you know, powerful urges behind, like when I'm angry or when I'm really, really excited about a topic and I just want to use my throat and my voice to speak about it versus being in conversation with someone and it's not necessarily the most exciting, you know, hyped up topic that I'm revved up by that I would much rather just type a message and just, you know, hit enter quickly, get it over with. And now that I'm forced to instead of using my hands to communicate, but now almost turning on the engine of a motorized throat to have to speak when I don't feel like speaking, especially when it's not a topic that I'm like excited about. It's interesting. It's interesting because now I have to find almost this different frequency of speaking. And so oftentimes when I'm using speech text, it also doesn't pick up on intonation, right? It doesn't pick up on my volume or my intonation or my excitement or my, you know, any of that, my highs and lows. So I speak pretty monotone when I'm using the speech to text software, you know, and you have to add in the grammar, like you have to say comma and apostrophe and new paragraph and full stop, you know, to add a period at the end of a sentence. And so I'm learning these skills and I'm learning how to use my motorized throat in a way that is not dishonoring it. And I don't know if it's possible to even have it be like, can I have a tiny motor and a big motor, you know, and can I just only turn on the tiny motor um, where I don't overuse it or where I don't feel like I'm, you know, almost just putting too much energy behind something that really isn't that important to me. And this is one of actually the biggest reasons why I even left my last job was because I was forced to use my throat energy to talk about and to debate and to be in meetings and sit and have these conversations around subject matter that I didn't really actually care about all that much. You know, it wasn't necessarily topics that I'm personally invested in and personally have been affected by and feel really passionate about. And so to have to use my motorized throat day in and day out to talk about these things felt actually in turn exhausting. And I think in a way it was burning out my throat energy. 
And so I'm watching myself as I use this speech-to-text app and how, you know, sometimes I actually want to type it out. Like my body still wants to type it, even though I'm having such a hard time physically using my fine motor skills to type. You know, my hand tends to cramp when I'm trying to type or use a mouse, especially if I'm trying to do it at the speed that I used to. But slowing down sometimes also doesn't exactly help. Um, So I've been doing rehab exercises and things like that and taking supplements to support it. But, you know, this is a a nerve irritation um, that's been going on and it's not related to the musculature. So this is my first time having a nerve-related injury and it's it's starting to impact me in my daily life with things around the house, such as using chopsticks to eat, to unscrewing or screwing on the lid of my contact lens case. You know, it's just that slight motion. It's a fine motor skill um, to even picking up an object that's a small object. Um, I find my right hand just wants to cramp immediately. So that's a side note just to describe what's going on with me. But um, when it comes to that throat center energy, yeah, it's really interesting to watch when I am turned on and really excited by a topic like hells, yeah, I'm excited to get on a podcast like this and talk about it. And I could probably talk about it for an hour, an hour and a half. But when it's like back and forth in a conversation and we're sharing stories or reflections or reactions or we're asking questions of each other, or especially when it gets into logistics and like scheduling things, oh, I am so turned off by that. And I feel I'm dragged through the mud and I don't want to use my voice to even do the speech to text. So I've actually even told some people I may be slow to respond because sometimes I just don't even want to open my mouth. Like I just don't. To, to muster the energy, to turn on that engine, to say, all right, get that voice from the belly. It feels like it comes from my belly. You know, to turn it on from the belly and then f- like funnel it and somehow um, push or I don't know what the right word is. It's like pushing it from the belly, you know, up a hill, up a mountain, pushing a big rock up into the throat and out the mouth, you know, like there's, it requires energy for me to do that. And I don't know if other manifestors feel the same, but especially when it's a topic that you really don't care about or you don't have much energy behind, it's so hard to push that rock up that hill. That rock seems so much bigger or the mountain seems taller and it's just that much harder to get the voice to come out and and articulate itself in a way that people will understand. And so I find in my life, and I'm curious to hear about other manifestors' experience as well, but I end up shortening what I'm saying. So I find shortcuts and I find like shorter ways of actually talking about it. And I end up not being very articulate and I you know, it becomes lazy language, like it just becomes lazy ways of talking where I'll say like, yeah, well, you know what I mean. And, oh, well, it's because it's, I don't know, you know, like I'll not actually describe what I'm trying to say. I won't add in the expectations. I won't add in the full response because I'm just tired. And then it becomes lazy language. And then that's often a source of like disconnect with someone, you know, it's often a feeling of, I'm confusing the other person, the other person feels like I don't care, it can be a source of conflict as well. So 
I think it's an interesting experiment to start really tuning into how much energy the voice requires for manifestors. And I think this really, really relates to like the way that we use our voice to speak is almost the same way you, we use our voice to get things done. In fact, the throat in human design is known as the manifestation center, right? It is a center to take action, to realize things, to manifest things from invisible things that didn't exist before to now things that exist. And so, you know, I think it does relate with the energy that it requires to really use that voice in a passionate way, in an authentic way, in a way that you actually have the resource of energy to push that rock up the up the hill and out your mouth with manifesting and doing things and following your creative urges and creating something where it's not constant, right? Manifestors tend to get tired from talking. Manifestors tend to get very uh, quiet when we're just tired and or when we don't care about the topic. And so we're either like very, very, very on or we're very, very, very off. You know, that I think if if we were to truly honor the voice's energy and the manifestor energy, then I think it would be like we're really talkative about certain topics and then really not talkative about many things. <laughs> and I think it's the same thing when it comes to our creative urges. We're either totally on and we are so passionate and we care about nothing else than our creative urge and we don't shower, we don't eat, and we barely, you know, do any chores, and it's just a matter of getting this creative urge out. Or we're chilling, and we're relaxing, and we don't have energy to talk, we don't have energy to do anything, we don't have energy to do the chores, we don't have energy to socialize, you know? I think that very, like, on-off energy is reflective in both our life and how we use our energy to create things as well as speaking. There's like a direct correlation and parallel um, process that happens there. So yeah, I invite you to share or to, I invite you to tune into that and bring some awareness into your own life about your energy to speak, your energy to respond, you know, verbally to things. Would you much rather type a message versus verbalizing a message? You know, if you're trying to make plans with someone, would you much rather just them take care of the logistics and they can plan it and then you're good to go? Would you rather get on a phone call and just get it over with and talk about it? Like, I'm curious about different manifestors' experiences with this. But from what I've learned from many manifestors that I have talked to is that, yeah, sometimes it can be very exhausting to talk when you don't want to talk. So I wanted to share this experience of me using speech to text. I thought it was an interesting kind of microcosm of an example of, you know, being forced to speak, <laughs> which I'm like, oh, my God. But it's interesting because it forces you to really prioritize like what I have energy to talk about and what I don't. And that almost is kind of like a reflection back to me to bring awareness about what is important to me and what isn't. And that if something is not important, then clearly, I sh why am I putting energy into it right now? 
you know, it's almost like this very clear indication, whereas with typing, chat messages, DMs, emails back and forth, it's easy for me to actually find myself making plans with people, whether that's like for work or whether that's socializing, and then realizing later that I actually didn't want to go through with this. I actually didn't want to do this plan. I actually didn't want to use this creative energy to, you know, plan something together Whereas if it was a phone call, maybe I would have realized that because of how little energy I had to talk about it. So that's another cool tool to use that I'm probably going to use now a lot more and that you could use too is like if you have the energy to truly talk about it verbally, then maybe that's the indication that it is aligned for you. And if you don't have the energy to talk about it, then maybe it's not aligned for you. This is particularly with stuff that other people ask of us. I think when it comes to your own creative urge, then, you know, we naturally, I think, have a desire. We are nonverbal creators after all. And so we do have an urge to just act and get into it. So I think that's a very specific type of Um, emergence or burst of energy versus when perhaps you're in an environment or situation where other people are saying, hey, why don't we take a trip together? Hey, why don't we hang out on Saturday? Hey, I was thinking we could work on this project together. Could we have a meeting about it? Oh, I want some advice about something. Can I meet with you and buy you coffee about it? You know, that kind of stuff comes from outside and to help you make the decision, perhaps if you're having a hard time tuning into your authority, is checking in to see you know, this applies to manifestors particularly, but um, if you have energy to talk about it with them verbally, not messaging, but verbally, then perhaps that's a sign that you have energy for it. It would be an interesting, worthy experiment, I think. And it's not necessarily to say that that opportunity or that socializing or that project is wrong for you, but maybe it's actually just that it's not the right time. And maybe a week from now or a month from now, it might be the right time. So you could check back in with yourself to see, okay, do I have the vocal, uh, you know, energy to talk about it? And that could be your sign. I also really want to add in context that I am a two-line. So remember that I am a two-line manifester, a two-five. So I have an extra layer of like really not having energy to talk to people. (laughs) So that this experience may not apply to you, even if you are a manifester, but as a two-line hermit, you know, I prefer not to talk over talking most of the time. And I would much rather be in silence or I would much rather be a listener than to be the one talking. And so if I choose to talk, it really is a special thing. You know, it's special. It's it's something that is important to me. It's something that I think is significant and worth it for me to open my mouth and for me to push that rock up the hill. And sometimes it catapults. Maybe that's the word, right? Like when you really have the energy and you're passionate, for me, it feels like that ball 
that stone was like catapulted, like sl- you know, like a slingshot that like slings it forward from the belly upwards to the throat. Like that's kind of what it feels like. It's like I need to get this out of me, you know. I need to talk about this, and that's a whole other feeling, and that's quite rare for me. But um, when it happens, I mean, it is very powerful. Like very powerful, and I will take any audience, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to talk about this right now. And obviously, having a podcast supports that and helps me do that. <laughs> if I think it's significant, if I think it can help people, then I'm going to hop on. If I think that it's, you know, talking talking about a specific niche area that I have not heard people talk about that I think is filling a gap or could offer people an aha moment, then yeah, I'm going to hop on and I feel compelled to talk about it. So yeah, I think that's probably everything for now that I wanted to share around this experience. If you resonate, feel free to leave me comments on my Substack or in Spotify. I'm always looking to respond to people with their questions or with their own stories. And, um, you know, it certainly feels good when other people feel the same way. I think that's human. And if you are looking for a manifester to have a reading with, I am available. And you can check out my website that's all linked around that you'll see. And I hope that you are going through your own really rich, really deep and wonderful, expansive evolution journey. And if you ever need support with it, then I'm here. Take care.